triggers our extreme reaction to life-changing events that we experience that cause transformation to occur in our lives. Welcome to From Trigger to Transform podcast. This podcast is the go-to place for women who have reached their trigger point and are looking for inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment after experiencing a life-changing event. I am your host and transformational coach, Della Major, and welcome to the show. Welcome to From Trigger to Transform podcast. I am your host and transformational coach, Coach Della Major. This podcast is the go-to place for women who have reached a trigger point and are looking for inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment after experiencing a life-changing event. Now, welcome to the show. Hey, sister friends. Now, today we are going to be talking about navigating the midlife crisis. Yes, we're talking about the midlife crisis. What do we mean by midlife crisis? It is a psychological distress some adults experience in their late 30s, 40s, and 50. Basically, it's like a personality change that's associated with the inner conflict. And look, you know, oftentimes they say that men is the ones that be experiencing these life-changing events. But sometimes women go through it as well. And, you know, when you think about when you said midlife, we're talking about the times um, where you get into your 30s, your 40s, and in some cases also your 50s, and you begin to think that your life is over. And in this particular case, you know, we're talking about, you know, how do we navigate? How do we go through? the journey of dealing with that midlife and that midlife and we call it a crisis because of the fact sometimes what happens we have that inner conflict in yourself you get to that point in your life where uh like me i'm an empty nester uh both of my daughters well in their 30s and i'm single and i'm over here trying to figure out what am i going to do with my life and so you get to that season and you see where it seems like everybody else is either thriving or they're doing some things and then you start beginning to say what about me what am i going to do what is my purpose what am i going to uh implement that's going to help me to really thrive, move forward. And so uh, one of the things that I want to share with you is that when you're dealing with a midlife crisis, there are shifts that happens inside of your mental health. Uh, you know, your life satisfaction, you uh, it's not there. You start having these feelings of uh, happiness. Overall, your, your wellness is affected. Your overall wellness is affected. And you start thinking, uh, you know, and and uh, experiencing some stuff that you never thought you experienced before. It's easy to open up the door for depression. And, you know, so people who are experiencing a midlife crisis or people after they experience a midlife crisis, they oftentimes reminisce about the past. Uh, they really talk about the future. They stay pretty much say, I remember back then when I did that. Remember when I, you know, or yeah, I remember when I, oh man, that was a good year. But what about this year? What about next year? What about the future? Oftentimes when you're thinking about a midlife crisis, you basically saying you stand stuck. 
You know, there's a lack of feeling of being satisfied or even fulfilled. You know, um, basically, as you begin to believe that um, your life is over, you know, it's like those moments in your life, you think this already has passed. You think that the good years uh, that you have is already gone. You can't see past of what you have already done. So you begin to say, oh, I don't gave up all of my best years and you stay right there. But there's a um, neuropsychologist, uh, basically her name is Lauren Burkowski. She adds that certain situations in your life can trigger a sense of midlife crisis. For instance, uh, mourning the loss of an older family member. You know, you have a loss, you have a one, and you begin to start thinking once you get to a certain age, wow, they've been gone for a long time. And before you didn't really have that thought, but you start beginning to have an overall sense of loss again. Feeling lonely um, with a um, being a newly empty nester. And I know what it felt like when both of my daughters uh, had left the house. I really thought that they was going to come back. And it's like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, yes, I'm so excited that they're gone. But then when I realized that I'm in this place by myself, I started feeling like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? You know, uh, I didn't have grandchildren at that time. And so it was like, what am I going to do with my time? So that feeling lonely of being an empty nester is a true thing. The third thing that she said is experiencing worry over the impact of aging on your health. You know, you start looking at yourself in the mirror. You start seeing, you know, the wrinkles on the face, some of your flaws that, you know, the heavyweight pocket, you know, because they always say, oh, once you get to the 40s, you probably going to put on a little weight because that's nothing but just old age. No, that's not necessarily true because in some cases you can sit there and you can be 40 and still have the shape in the figure. But Oftentimes, that's what happened. You start seeing those things where you used to be. You start saying, oh, I remember when I was that small and skinny. I remember when I was that size, size 10. But then now you're looking at yourself and it's like, oh, God, I just don't let myself go. So you start thinking and experiencing those worries over that. Uh, the last thing she was saying is you start thinking about missed opportunities. Uh, you know, the opportunities uh, that you thought maybe better jobs or the opportunity to go back to school, get that degree, or you start thinking that, oh, this is over with now, you know, it's too, I'm too old now, you know, to be going back into thinking about that. And so when, you, when you're talking about though that sense of midlife crisis, those triggers, these things often are a few things that show up. You know, you begin to have this indecisive you start exhibiting some things of like jealousy, actually, um, you know, anger, and you start blaming everybody else and you blaming other people for, you know, the things that possibility missed opportunities that you did. You know, you start saying if you could, if you would have did that or whatever, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, circumstances that you know you should have done, but somebody else is doing it, then you getting upset. So when you start thinking about that, that midlife crisis, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're having these uh, understandings of what we're saying, because really 
middle-aged people who experience um, a significant change in their life can uh, be prone to feeling this type of crisis. You know, uh, although midlife crisis is more defined in your 40s and your 50s, you know, I've seen some that actually go through an experience in the 30s. So one of the things I want to share with us is there's no certain age to experience a midlife crisis. The key point is that many people at this age or ages, they develop uh, chronic health issues or they feel the physical effect of aging different uh, deeply. And that's when they begin to start sensing, oh my God, I'm getting too old or it's too late or I just can't do anything. That's when those things creep in. And it's also an age where, you know, many people, you know, face career transitions. You know, when you start getting onto the job, you know, maybe you started a job when you was in your 20s. And then here it is now you 40 something and you've been in this this one job, this one career for over 20 some years. Now you start thinking to yourself, is this it? Is this all I'm going to do? And then you were like thinking about whether or not if you do, is there anything out there to make a career change? You know, some, sometimes, you know, you, you experience that. But the key thing is you got to understand when you're going through these particular issues, you got to make sure that you understand what it is and really how can you really overcome or navigate this midlife crisis. You know, how are you going to reconnect back with who you are? You know, not who you were. You know, what about you now that you can be able to see your biggest and greatest and best accomplishment? I love what um, Pastor Bishop Trotter used to say is that your present is going to be greater than your past. And that the best is yet to come. And so just because you are in a certain age bracket, that does not mean that your life is over. Just because you become an empty nester doesn't mean that your life is over. Just because you had gained some little weight and your physical physique might have changed, that does not mean that your life is over. So what I want to do is share with you some strategies that I thought of because I know I've implemented several of these myself, being 58 and I'm just now um, coming into my own. As a matter of fact, I was just telling a few people, it's like, hey, I can't wait till I get to 60 because 60 is going to be my new 30. I know you've heard people sit there and say that. Why? Because I am looking forward to what is the future going to hold for me. You know, when I look at the people and I read the word of God often, and when I look at the ages of which Joshua, Moses, and all of them, when they started out doing great work for God, they was well up in the age. Uh, Joshua himself was 83 years old when he was tearing the peoples over into the promised land. So when I think about with God, all things are possible. And that means everything that go, that we go through, all things do work together for the good for them that love the Lord and are called 
according to your purpose. So what am I saying? A broken crayon still color. And so that means you got something to offer into the world. And just because you might be at this age, just because you might have had a life crisis, that doesn't mean that it is over. What you want to begin to do is maximize your full potential. Tap into that uh, who you are, to your identity, your true self. Navigate yourself to the point where you are now moving forward in life. And so what I want to do is share with you some um, some strategies that I think will be definitely instrumental in helping you to navigate your midlife crisis, if you are experiencing. But if not, I want you to take these tips and share it with some of your friends, share it with some of your family members who get to this age and think that all their time is over. Nah, their time is not over. It's time for them now to knuckle up and buckle down and begin to implement some things in their life where they can be able to thrive and not just survive. All right? So let's talk about strategy number one. You want to make a plan around your passion. What is your passion? What are some of the hobbies that you used to do? You want to revisit those hobbies. You want to plan, you know, put to plan to do the things that really get you up, that really that you said, hey, I really like that. Something that's going to bring about consistency and something that's going to allow you to get going. Some cases, hey, you might want to plan a trip. Maybe you love to travel. So now you want to start beginning to make a plan to maybe go to someplace two or three times within a year. You know, maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want to go ahead and get your degree. You probably only so many hours away. Then you want to begin to take a class because from that one class is going to mean the remaining classes. Maybe you might want to join a club, some form of a social club, something where you're going to be able to take your gifts and your talents and implement it and be able to make impact into someone else's life. Basically, you want to do a variety of things. You want to spice up your life. You want to be able to get to the point where somebody looking at you, even if they're in their 20s, and they're like, wow, you're doing more than me. That's what it means when you're talking about thriving, baby, and you tapping into your full potential. Okay, how about this? Strategy number two. You want to practice health and fitness. There's nothing like being healthy. There's nothing like physical exercise that's going to help you to be able to maintain some sense of satisfaction. That means if you see yourself in that mirror and you're not liking what you see, then girlfriend, you need to go ahead and implement that strategy. Practice some health, some healthy tips and exercise. Get to walking with your your bestie. You and your bestie get to walking. Maybe, hey, I'm going to be doing this uh, program called Simply Move. And in my Simply Move, I'm just talking about, can you just give me 10 minutes a day? 10 minutes of movement is so impactful. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. So be expecting that. Watch out for that. Next thing, strategy number three, you want to lean on your support system. Look, 
There is no island and there is no I in team. You want to be able to create yourself, have the group of friends, have your group, your accountability buddies, your partners. You want that support system, the people who's going to be around you, the one that's going to be there for you when you're not having your best day. When you're not having your best day, that means you're able to pick up the phone, you're able to call your bestie, or you're able to call someone and say, hey, today is just not a good day. And then they're able to be able to communicate with you, come spend some time with you, get you out the house, do whatever. Your support system is the one thing that helps you to be able to navigate through that tri that crisis. It helps you to be able to keep going on when you think you're by yourself and you find out that you're not that you really got more people for you than you have against you. So that means communication is key. You want to keep the lines of communications open with your families, with your friends, with your church family, with your pastor, whomever it is that you have within your inner circle that you lean on when you have that moment to yourself. Hey, press strategy number four. You want to practice gratitude. Sometimes we just need to take a pause in our life and just to say thank you. Thank you to God for all the things that he's had brought you to and brought you through. But you know, we say this statement in the church all the time. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Thank you, God, for saving me. When you really think about it, we're talking about navigating that midlife crisis. When you think about everything that you've gone through, how he brought you through, how he's positioned you into the place where you are, where now you are in the position of wisdom. You endured your crisis. You gained patience. You were able to be able to say that I am an overcomer. I'm a champion. So when you think about that worst situation and you thought you couldn't get through, but not only did you get through it, but you're better than before. So you want to practice gratitude. You want to be thankful. You want to shift your focus now as to what you have, not what you don't have. You want to appreciate and be thankful for all that you got. Because I'm telling you, it's nothing but the sky is the limit. You are powerful, and I want you to go out there and prove it to the world. Why? Because he already said in the word in the book of John that he don't fret because he overcame the world. And if he overcame the world, so can you. And then strategy number five, you want to remember that your milestones, your accomplishments, are to be celebrated. I always tell all of my mentees, the people that I coach, I tell them all the time, we're going to celebrate the many wins. Look, the many wins that you have needs to be celebrated because what those many wins does, it allows you to be able to see the potentiality of the macro win. Because when the big kahuna comes, not only would it be a grand celebration, but you're deceiving that you've been winning. Jacqueline Carr said, this is my winning season. This is your winning season. So I want you to say winning because when you say winning, then that means there's nothing can be against you because the word of God said, if God be for me, who can be against me? Nothing can separate me from the love of the Lord. And so that means that 
everything that I go through is for my good. This is your winning season, sister friend. Just like it is for mine, it truly is yours. So as you navigating, you talk about midlife crisis. No, you're navigating your mid your mid years because your latter years is going to be even better than it had been before. What you got to come. It's going to be greater. And so I want you to lean on that. I want you to stand firm on that. I want you to be inspired, to be encouraged. And I want you to lean on your blessing because it's nothing like what Mary May said. You better go get your blessing, you know, because it is definitely waiting on you. And with that being said, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of From Trigger to Transform podcast. This is your girl, Elder Della Major, and I'm here to inspire you. I'm here to empower you, and I'm here to give you some words of wisdom and encouragement that's going to continue to keep you moving forward and thriving and not just surviving. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you and uh, admonish you to click on that subscribe button so that you will be notified when the episodes is actually coming live. But in addition to that, I want you to follow us on all of the social media platforms. You can reach me on Facebook as Coach Della Major and you also can reach me on Instagram as I am Della Major. Thank you for joining me on my show and I look forward to speaking to you soon again. God bless.